What's up, guys? This is Tanner with Fear the Father. I'm here with the guys from the 43 Project, and today I'm going to be doing a little intro to Patience, a mini-series that's coming up. hope you guys enjoy it. So I wanted to start off by talking about... Um, patience here and the gift of the Holy Spirit uh, that is patience and I wanted to talk about it in kind of three different ways or three ways that I think that patience is addressed in the Bible and I'm just going to do like a little brief intro on all of these topics on this episode today and then in the episodes coming up I'm going to dive deeper into each one and kind of break it down further but I was just trolling through my Bible trying to figure out what to talk to you guys about, and I came across patience, which I think is a great word, and um, I think it applies to literally just about everything in life. Like I think if we apply patience to almost every situation in life, it's useful. So when I was looking here at patience in the Bible, I saw it used in so many different ways. I was like, there's no way I could talk to you guys one time about patience unless y'all wanted to stay strapped in for like two hours and I don't want to do that to you I don't think that I want to be strapped to a mic for two hours so we're gonna do it in a mini series here and um I think that it'll be a great opportunity for me to share some some wisdom with you guys and also a little bit about who I am and how I came to my faith as well because boy oh boy did we have some God timing in my coming to Christ, right? I spent a lot of time crying, a lot of time praying, and a lot of time wishing I was more in love with God before my heart actually decided to flip. Well, God decided to really captivate my heart, I would say is a better way of putting it, and and start to bring me to Christ. So patience has been a huge... Um, huge gift in my faith I would say and I know that it applies to a lot of other people as well the the classic saying oh God's timing it's godly timing like people I think sometimes say that as a cop-out in situations but it's actually pretty true like God operates on his timing if it's not in his will in any given situation it may be in the future it just may not be in the moment so just be patient and I know that's the last thing that you want to hear when you're eagerly waiting for something and you've got just anxiety coursing through your veins. But uh, be patient. You'll be okay. I promise. He will come get you right when you need it most. So the first topic that we'll be talking about in uh, patience is kind of like what I just touched on is the patience to be saved. And without going into any too much detail, because I want to talk to you guys about this more in the actual episode that will be coming up, um, as I've talked a lot about on this podcast here, I grew grew up having a good relationship with God, went into high school and then into college and kind of drifted away a bit and and after college as well for a few years. And while I was living the crazy life that I was living and doing all the things I shouldn't be doing, I did actually spend a lot of time praying to God and wondering why. I wasn't more on fire for him and why I didn't feel more saved and why I didn't feel a deeper desire to do the right thing and like a natural calling. Like I would talk to some of my friends who had really developed their faith and they were just madly and deeply in love with God and they went through this massive transformation and I didn't understand why it happened for them and why it wasn't happening for me. Um, but then I guess one day it did, you know, you you kind of stop thinking about when is God going to save me, and, and then all of a sudden it does happen. 
Uh, and luckily I was patient and I just didn't get too lost. I guess he never let me get too lost. God will never let you go too far down the path. He can always save you. There's always the opportunity to be saved and there's always the opportunity to turn your life around and start living for him. So the verse that I wanted to share is Psalms chapter 40 uh, verses one through three. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. And I think that is like such an awesome verse. It's literally giving me goosebumps right now as I'm reading it to you guys. I'm going to read it again because I just love this verse so much. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. And, I mean, this verse is just so powerful. It's so moving and so inspiring. The the first, what is it, six words, I waited patiently for the Lord. People think that they're just going to cry out to God and he's just immediately going to save them in in the first two seconds after they're done saying, oh, I faced this hardship, Lord, save me from this, and he's just going to immediately rescue you. Like, there is some patience required. Like I said, God saves in his time, and God changes hearts in his time and changes minds in his time. He's not going to let you go. If you're seeking him and desiring a relationship with him, he's going to help cultivate that relationship for sure. But he, I think that in a way, too, he also kind of waits to see, you know, is this, a, is this something that this person is really desiring or are they just down in the dumps and need my help right now? Because I think that although God will be there to comfort you in your times of need, he really desires a long-lasting relationship where you can glorify his name and your victories as well. And uh, I think that's the ultimate way to praise God is to glorify him and give him praise when you find success in life as well. I think a lot of people only turn to God when they're struggling or suffering. And uh, I don't I don't think that that's necessarily the best way to develop a faith or to see your heart changed. I think through patience and perseverance and loving God continually through all situations, you're going to be far more likely to be saved and to have that change of heart that you see in people when they're really consumed by the Holy Spirit and just on fire for God. So first place, be patient, waiting to be saved. He will save you. Continue to pray. Continue to reach out to him. Continue to desire a a relationship with him, and he will build that relationship. Uh, And then the next verse that I want to share is about patience once you believe. People think that once their heart has started to change and they have that Holy Spirit fire in them, and they're just living a life fully, fully consumed and in love with God, that they can just say, God, I need a new job. I don't like my job. And then Monday they're going to get 20 20 emails asking them if they want to go work somewhere in their dream job. No, that's not how faith works either. It is, 
having faith in God that he is going to provide you what you need when you need it. And that if you're surrendering your will to God's will, you will in time get those things that you desire most. And a lot of times we don't even realize what it is that will make us happy. Like the Bible says in multiple places that God's plan for our lives is far greater than our own, far, far greater. So while you're praying and begging to be out of your job and to be in a different situation, you may not know that there's going to be a huge HR reconstruction, you know, in the weeks to come. And you might end up getting your dream job in the job that you're in, you know, in a change in position or a promotion or whatever. Or maybe there's a company that's being built and about to launch and they're not going to be open for a few months. Maybe that's the position that God has in mind for you. Like you have to be patient and know that God's timing is the right timing always. So in James, one of my favorite books of the Bible, James was Jesus's brother. I think he was his half brother or like stepbrother. But anyways, James was Jesus's brother and he was hanging out, walking with him the whole time. So I'd say that this dude had some pretty good Jesus knowledge because he got to witness a lot of what he had to say. So I really like James. James is an excellent book. It's short. If you've got time, read James. You can do it in maybe a half hour, 45 minutes. So in James chapter 5, verses 7 through 11, this is a little bit of a long one. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. I mean, I think I could do a whole lesson just on that passage, just on that section of verses uh, and the importance of patience once you believe. But I just want to touch on a few things. Something that really came to me when I was reading this was, see how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. And the reason why this hit home for me so hard is because I grew up where we had a vegetable garden always. And like anybody who's ever grown anything outside, whether it's crops or flowers or anything, knows the importance of the spring rain, right? If you don't get spring rain before summer sun, your crops aren't going to grow. They need water and they need light, and that's what makes them grow. But I didn't know that there was an autumn rain that was extremely necessary to farmers. And I think that speaks volumes, volumes to the kind of patient that we, patience that we need as believers. Once, as I talked about before, once your heart's on fire, you're captivated by God, you've got that Holy Spirit, it's going to burn bright and hard and strong at the very beginning and then you're going to get used to that feeling and you're going to start to develop that relationship with God and just because that feeling starts to subside a little bit doesn't mean that you're losing faith or that you're less on fire for God or that you have a a lesser desire to be with God you're you're becoming aware of his presence and you're getting used to be in his presence and be patient 
if you want that fire, if you want that feeling of just extreme connectivity to God, just continue to praise him, continue to pray to him, continue to dive into relationship with him, searching his word, searching your own heart and speaking with him. And that autumn rain is going to come and it is just going to flood over you. And you're going to get autumn rain after autumn rain after autumn rain as you go through different seasons in your life. So just be patient. That second shot of growth is coming. Like God is just anxiously waiting for you to continue to pour into him so that he can pour back into you his favor and blessing. And I think it's also incredible that they're referencing a story from the Old Testament here at the very end. Just think about that. Like in the New Testament, they're already talking about how powerful the Old Testament was. I don't think a lot of people are always willing or wanting to dive into the Old Testament as much as the New. But if they're talking about it in the New Testament, then it's probably pretty relevant and pretty important. I think that most people have heard Job's story or at least know a little bit about Job. It's a very, very, very interesting book. Uh, definitely if you're going to be reading Job, I would do so with like cliff notes or some like references maybe that will help describe what's going on because it's very confusing. I've read it and it, it took me some time to decipher it all. And at reading it at first glance, some things were even a little hard to stomach or to understand or to like reconcile with until you had like a deeper explanation of what was going on. But anyways, the importance of that is Job faces just about every trial you possibly can. And what does this dude do? He remains patient. He remains in his faith. And he continues to persevere and work towards that relationship with God. And this was a guy that believed in him the whole time. He had his faith. He wasn't fighting the sin of the world alone. He wasn't out trying to conquer the devil just with his own strength and his own might. No, he had a relationship with God. And he was still facing turmoil. And he was still facing trials. But he remained patient. He kept his eyes focused on God. And as the last line of those verses said, the Lord was full of compassion and mercy. And that's exactly what we'll receive too if we remain patient in our faith with him and on our walk with him. And then the last topic I want to be talking about is going to be patience with non-believers. And this kind of goes actually into the message that I shared in the last episode. How do we teach people and how do we go about sharing the gospel with people and letting others know about God and his grace? Um, and so patience with non-believers in first Thessalonians five fourteen, it says, and we urge you brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. And so here it clearly says, you know, be patient with everyone, no matter what. And it, liter- and, it, and it clearly says specifically, you know, warn those who are idle and disruptive. So if, if you have friends or family or people that you know who are being disruptive, we obviously want to be able to speak to them and say, hey, like, what's going on in your life that you are acting this way or that, that it seems like you're intentionally going about doing things that have a negative consequence? Like, how can we help? We don't expect things to change overnight, but what can we do and approach it from a, an area of patience rather than, hey, I see that you're destroying your life. Why are you doing that? That doesn't make any sense. Like, the way that you're acting is silly or stupid. Like, that's not going to solve anything. And it says even warn those who are idle. And those are people who are just living life. 
you know, with no purpose. Like, just as bad as someone who is disruptive or trying to destroy their, their life is somebody who is not living their life trying to move forward at all, whether they have no relationship with God or they have a relationship with God and their idol. I think it's in Revelations. I should know this, but uh, God literally says, like, I despise the lukewarm Christian. Either be super hot or super cold. Like, I would rather have you have no relationship with me or be on fire for me. Don't be in the middle. Don't pick and choose. Don't be idle in your faith, right? He's saying be on fire, be growing, or just don't do it at all. So if God's telling us to do that, we should definitely encourage other people to do that as well. Help the weak. Pick those up who are incapable of defending themselves, of providing for themselves. That's what we're called to do as servant leaders, like I talked about on the last one. Um, and just be patient with those people as well. Help them realize that they can provide for themselves. They can do good for their own lives and help them along. And um, and then the last one, this kind of has to do with like vengeance and retaliation and revenge, which so many people are eager to react that way. I know that I am a lot of times, and this is something that I need to work on repositioning my heart on, is that if somebody does me wrong, I'm like, whew, hey, I'm a nice guy. That's what I, I'm a nice guy, you know, I'm, I'm such a nice guy. But if you do me wrong, if you do me wrong, you're going to, you're going to see, you know, you're going to realize how tough I can be. And uh, that's just like, that's just so foolish of me, right? That's just such a inaccurate approach to how to handle that type of interaction with somebody from a biblical standpoint. Like, I just need to be patient with them and love on them and show them God's love and know that God is going to be able to change their heart and it's not going to be me. And I can only do that through being patient and loving them. So I think that it's very important to, yeah, be patient with non-believers. We're going to only reach people by showing them just the unwavering love that God shows us every day. So I'll do a quick recap here as we got these episodes coming out in the upcoming weeks. We're going to be talking about patience to be saved. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, stay stay steadfast, stay strong, continue to develop that relationship with God, continue to cry out to him. He is hearing your cries. He is going to answer your cries. Be patient. Just keep trying to be better every day, and, and he's going to be there for you the whole way. And then after that, we're going to talk about patience once you believe. What does it look like once you believe? What does it look like to fulfill God's will, his timing in things, and and receiving the blessings that you desire and the favor that he promises us? And then lastly, patience with non-believers. Once we've learned to be patient to be saved, and then once we've learned to be patient in being saved, now how can we be patient to help save others? I think that's what we've ultimately been called to do is to go out and be fishers of men and disciples for Christ. And so it's really important to remember to be patient with non-believers um, because a lot of times non-patience results in the opposite result than we desire and it kind of turns people away from God. So being patient with non-believers will be the last one in that series. I look forward to getting into this stuff more and breaking it down further and further. All right, guys, if you know anybody that you just think is wound up in life, that's just trying to go a million miles an hour, and you think they need to get in the right lane and hit the brake pedal and slow down a little bit and be patient and just be okay in the position that they're in steadily growing rather than trying to go a million miles per hour, go ahead and click like, click share, give us five stars, whatever platform you're on, give us all the love. 
share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with that person cruising at a million miles per hour. And let's just continue to spread the word by growing our numbers. And if you guys would be willing to head over to 43.tech forward slash FTF, that's 40, the word F-O-U-R-T-Y 3.tech forward slash Fear the Father, there you'll be able to stream the podcast on the internet you'll be able to get to the apple version the spotify version and also most importantly there's like a comment section go in there tell me what you guys want to hear about give me feedback we would love to hear from you guys and i would love to be speaking into your lives in ways that are more specific than just what i'm talking about so if you have any suggestions you have anything you're dying to learn about let us know and we would love to address it i love you all thanks for tuning in we'll be hearing from you